Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this, the 17th of July, 2023. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you all very much for downloading and listening as we are now in full recovery mode from the Calgary Stampede. Apologies for no show on Friday. Uh, stampeding was getting a little out of control. And also uh, with the smoke, my voice wasn't phenomenal. Uh, you'll probably still hear that throughout the episode today. But we are going to roll on. As always, you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram and threads. I am at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show, Couch Potato Diary, at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, the Blue Jays are officially on a roll. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are officially in panic mode, and DeAndre Hopkins is officially a titan? Weird. Anyway, that's the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about but might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, let's begin with the Toronto Blue Jays who are officially rolling. They sweep the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. When you look at what you thought the Blue Jays were going to be at the start of the year, obviously with Manoa struggling, um, that changes. But you thought coming into the season that their two best pitchers are Gosman and Manoa. They didn't pitch at all against a Diamondbacks team that is for real. Um, I, I think that they obviously got a boost from the Varsho trade with Guriel Jr. and uh, Gabriel Moreno going over to Arizona. I think that has been a, a huge boost to this ball club, and I think that from a um, from Blue Jays' perspective, you look at not having Gosman, your Cy Young candidate, who midseason awards not giving him nearly enough credit, um, but you're without him because he's a little banged up, uh, but you are also without Alec Manoa, and have been without the Manoa you thought you would have all season long, um, to come away with a victory in that situation is as good as you could have possibly wished from a, a Blue Jays standpoint. So the pitching steps up in a big time way, I would say. Um, and once again, you are getting key hits at key times. Danny Jansen continues to deliver in those huge, huge, huge moments. And I get like losing Moreno kind of sucks. And Alejandro Kirk has not delivered in the way that you would have thought he was going to this season as someone who owns uh, Alejandro Cazorla in two fantasy leagues. I can absolutely vouch for uh, for that particular fact. But from a, a, a Blue Jay standpoint, to be getting those hits now is so crucial. Because before, they were hitting a ton, the Blue Jays. They just weren't hitting at the right time. Um, and I have always said... Batting average, batting average with runners in scoring position is a great way to see what has happened. It is not in any way, shape, or form a predictive stat. And the Blue Jays have been showing that over the last little bit. So for Toronto to, um, to, to now finally be getting these hits in these key times, not saying that this now means it's going to carry on, but this was too good of a ball club to be having those types of struggles with runners on base and with runners in scoring position. And they have finally now kind of broken out of that. Uh, Den Jensen seems to be the key guy for it, but now another one who is stepping up, Vlad Guerrero Jr. He hits the home run on Friday and maybe it's not like the absolute terror to start the season or to start the second half that you thought or that some people might have thought it was going to be coming off of that home run derby, but still pretty great to see Vladdy hit the bejesus out of a baseball on Friday night to get that series going. So make no mistake about it, that is a very good baseball team that the Blue Jays just devoured in three games. And now 
they're starting to close that gap, right? Like they are um, six games out of second place in the American League East. Sorry, six games out of first place in the American League East. Five games out of uh, second place right now. Five games back of Baltimore. And I would absolutely suggest those two teams are catchable now for the Blue Jays. They have a lot of work to do. Obviously, they have a lot of work to do. But there are... Um, there are a lot of tough games coming up for those teams. Um, and, and obviously there are some big ones coming up for the Blue Jays, but they have some head-to-head matchups with the Tampa Bay Rays. And this is where we get back to this Blue Jays team needs to continue or to start winning against teams in their own division. And uh, it's not coming up next because they have a, a matchup here with the San Diego Padres, but the, the Padres are a struggling baseball team and the Blue Jays have to continue this role now and have to to keep that going. Um, taking a look at the, the schedule ahead here for the Blue Jays, you it's a bit of a mixed bag, but it's gettable, right? They have this matchup here against the, the San Diego Padres. It's three games. Then they head out West, three games against the Mariners, three games against the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers aren't what people thought they might be at the beginning of the season. That pitching rotation has just been absolutely hammered. And the Mariners uh, certainly haven't been off to the, the start this year that many would have ho- uh, many would have thought for them. And that has kind of continued on here. So uh, not saying, oh yeah, just go out and sweep the Dodgers. But then after that, you have three games against the Angels who are sputtering and who knows if they even have Shohei Otani by that point. And then it starts a massive series at the end of July and uh, heading into the beginning of August with the Baltimore Orioles. It is a four-game series at the Rogers Center. That cannot be a series loss. That cannot even be a split. The Blue Jays need to make up at least two games in that series if we want to take them seriously as a team that can go out and and win a division or finish as the the top wildcard team in the American League. So the Blue Jays have a schedule coming up that there is some prove it, and there's also some just go and win it. Um, on there, but it's, it's great to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. coming up with the big hits and this team continuing to come up with big hit after big hit. Um, one thing that is a little bit concerning, I do feel like they kind of rushed it with Manoa. You cannot under any circumstances rush it with Gosman. He is such a big part of what this team is doing now, but of also what this team is doing in the future. You, you can rush it with, okay, let's just try to get him back on track. Um, even there, I don't think you should have, but they did. Um, and it, it seems to have worked out at least through one start. But with injuries, do not rush Ryu back to, to fill his spot and do not rush Gosman back um, with an injury. I, I think that you just do not sacrifice the rest of the season to get these guys back quickly. Um, I, I was worried with how fast they brought Manoa back. At least after one start, it doesn't look like it's going to cost them. But you cannot take that same gamble here with Gosman. Moving into the CFL and just a wild weekend in the Canadian Football League. Um, and I, I think the biggest news, I mean, there's a lot of big news, but again, quarterback injuries rearing their ugly head. So now you have in Saskatchewan, Trevor Harris is out. Hamilton is down to their third string quarterback. And th- this battle for the crossover into the East and the battle for third in the, the West is going to be, I think, very interesting. Huge week for BC, uh, as they were on a bye. And they come away now with a game in hand on Winnipeg and are two games clear of the Blue Bombers for that um, for that top spot and that bye and that home field advantage in the West Division in the West Division final. That this is a this was a big week for BC with Winnipeg losing to Ottawa. Um, Winnipeg's had a couple of losses this year. I mean, like they literally have, but also they've had a couple of losses this year where it's just like. 
are you guys starting to slip a little bit? And I get like the regular season isn't super important to a team that's been to multiple Grey Cups in a row, but home field advantage in the West Final is going to matter. And it just feels like there have been two, fall, a couple of falling asleep at the wheel games for, for Winnipeg this year. And also, I mean, BC is just better. But um, for my focus is obviously the big one is in Saskatchewan where the Rough Riders lose Trevor Harris. I would suggest for the season, but no reporting there, obviously. Just, it looks like that was a really bad one. Um, and at 37 years old, you don't just bounce back from shit like that. So, I think he is done for the year. And now, like, you look at a team that probably should have won this week against Calgary and might have with Trevor Harris, although they were losing the whole time with him anyway. But, um that just barely squeaked out a win against Edmonton with the offense kind of sputtering there. It looked like it got on track a little bit more against Calgary, but is Mason Fine going to be the one going into BC this week to, to come away with a victory? I wouldn't bet on it. And the, the rider schedule is not great the next couple of weeks to, to ease a young quarterback into it. You have a matchup against BC in BC, then you go to Toronto, not exactly you know, the greatest home field advantage in the world, but Toronto is still a very good football team at 4-0. Oh. Um, you're home against Ottawa, that's fine. Then uh, on the road against Montreal, um, and then home BC. So this is a stretch now for the Riders leading up to Labor Day weekend where you are playing some of the top teams in the league back-to-back -back here right away, and then you have a couple of easier ones, and then it is a massive test against Winnipeg. Um... Mason Fine is going to have to be just that. He's going to have to be fine right away. This is a Riders team that is at 3-2, and two, and with their starting quarterback, have a negative uh, point differential. It's just, it's very concerning. And the door opens now for Calgary. Not only did they get the win to move within two points of Saskatchewan for that third spot, but now, again, the Riders are having those quarterback woes. Could something have been figured out with the Stampeders? Only time will tell. And we'll close today with a bit of NFL as the Tennessee Titans sign DeAndre Hopkins. It does not take much for one to be considered the top team in the AFC uh, South right now. I don't know if the Titans have necessarily done enough to get to that mark, but it certainly makes you at least want to take a look at what the odds are, which is what I am scrambling to do at this exact moment in time. Um, oh, do we not have uh, NFL futures up just yet? Do we? Oh, there's NFL futures right there. Um, oh, this is only Super Bowl. Do we have a division winner one yet? I'm doing this live. I'm not live. I'm podcasting. I could absolutely edit this out at any point, but... Uh, AFC South. AFC South winner. So Jacksonville is minus 150 right now. There's no value in that. Titans at plus 300. It's not the worst value. Could you see potentially a step back for Jacksonville? Perhaps. But now, the, the thing, like, this doesn't automatically make Tennessee just an air raid offense. But... What it does give the Titans is at least an option for Ryan Tannehill to go to late in the game. You remember um, at the end of last season against Jacksonville, when these two teams were battling for that final or for that top spot in the AFC South, it was fourth down and a bit. Uh, it wasn't Tannehill in there, but it was fourth down. And with the game on the line, there's just no one getting open. At least now you have someone who on third and seven you can go to, who on fourth and five you feel comfortable going to. And it also, I, I think it can take a touch of the burden off of Derrick Henry, who at some point running the ball 8,000 times a year is probably going to wear on someone who has the physical running style of Derrick Henry. So I think for the Titans, this at least gives you a viable second option, and it makes plus 300 at least something to look at from a Tennessee Titans standpoint. I do still think Jacksonville is the, the toast of this division, 
division. I have major concerns about a continued regression of the defense for the Titans, but it at least makes you look. Um, taking a look at some of the, you, you have the exact order, Jacksonville 1, uh, where is Jacksonville 1, 10, oh, we don't even get a Jacksonville 1, Tennessee 2? Where are we here? They have to have that somewhere. Here we are. Um, oh, no, that's Colts 1. Anyway, there's a number of different ones that you can get with the exact one. I was looking for Jags 1, Titans 2, Colts 3, Texans 4, but they appear to not be offering that right now. Oh, you can get Jags 1, Titans 2 at plus 175. Ah, I'd rather just go plus 300 with the, the Titans. Although, if you want a bit better value, um, Tennessee Titans 1, Jacksonville 2 is plus 375. You need another exact result, but... Are, are we thinking the Colts are going to come up and take that second spot this year? Probably not. So I think that's an, an interesting one to, to roll with uh, if you're looking in the futures market right now. Uh, anyway, it's a, a bit of a shorter one today, a bit more rapid fire as we kind of recover from Stampede, but that is today's show. Thank you all so much for downloading and for listening. Again, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and threads. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Talk to you guys later this week. I'm out.